Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Hi everyone, Slamfire Radio, episode 545 for February 28th, 2024. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm another host, Kyle. And our other hosts are uh, dealing with uh, weather-related issues Mm -hmm. and... They're they're flying kites. Flying kites, yes. Yes. In a 90 kilometer hour wind, that's when you get the best, like, rays. The kites just go right up there. It's where records are made. Dreams are dreams are fulfilled in the ninety kilometer an hour. So Mo is either uh, flying a kite or surfing. Um, yeah, yeah. much rather there's water around there, right? I bet you there's some waves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anywho, why don't we get into what we did in guns? Uh, I'll start us off. Uh, I did a pal course last weekend. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was on nice. Saturday. Uh, I had another instructor out there with me. Uh, first, first time I've met him and, uh, it went well, he knew his stuff. I knew my stuff and all good. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to doing more of those The location. Fantastic too. clubhouse at a range and the clubhouse had running water and a fire, uh, like a, a fireplace. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Crackling wood, nice heat coming off that thing. Yeah. Yeah, coffee machines. They had three Ooh. coffee machines. So really? the day before, I went and I like, set up my tables and that kind of thing. I'm like, oh, they got co- they got three coffee machines. So I prepped them up, put water, coffee in them. Showed up in the morning, plug it in, click, get one going. Start sipping some coffee off of that one. That one starts getting low. Click, start the other one. Oh, cooking with gas, cooking with gas. And then, uh, yeah, I just think uh, I think it's a good idea to. For, for people who are getting their pal to see like, yeah, you should get a, you should get a, a membership at an outdoor range. That should be something that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing some dry firing with my kids, with my boys to uh, just kind of shake off some of the rust over the winter, get them ready for, uh, for some three gun in the spring, because we're going to be doing that. We're going to yeah. be doing a lot of that. So, so yeah. are you putting them on, like a shot timer with part time or just getting them just go through the motions? Uh shot timer in the basement with a mini course. Oh, okay. Where they have to do something. I'm working on um safety skills. So I want you to go into this position, uh right, left, you can't break ninety. Kate, now we're gonna do retreat. We're gonna retreat from you're gonna go in there with the rifle and then you're gonna have to come back out. Don't break ninety as you do it. Here I'll show you, and then yeah, now you do it, right? Nice. And, uh, yeah, that's cause the shooting, like they, they, they shoot enough, I guess. Um, so, so that part should be okay. It's more the safety and making sure that they can like complete the course safely, like black badge kind of stuff. But I'm obviously not a black badge instructor and, you know, not even close to that, but yeah. So I've been doing that. Um, this weekend, I'm going to be at the Stony Plain gun show, Edmonton gun show, capital region gun show. Um, that's two days, Saturday, Sunday. 
I'm going to be there with my youngest, and we're going to be selling his 3D prints. So he's been keeping the 3D printer uh, busy, printing firearms-related stuff. That's not illegal. I'm not printing guns <laughs> or mags or suppressors or anything Fi- like that. Firearms-related, not firearms or yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know if you added that one to the news but i did uh, yeah oh, okay yeah we'll, we'll talk about that later but uh um i have too much risk profile to be doing that kind of stuff because if i get nailed on oh you printed the wrong thing with your with your printer or you had the wrong file all this stuff behind me gets seized by the cops and goes away and my you know, little side gigs go away and all like, yeah, it's the yeah. risk is too high. Risk is too high for me for, to, to do any of that kind of stuff. Uh, so it'll just be, it'll be like mag holders and, uh, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff, you know, uh, what else am I? Oh, my shipment from Tenda came in. So I got a bunch of 20 gauge because my youngest is going to use 20 gauge for his three gun season. Uh, I think I still need to get some 12 gauge. So I'll probably have to order some more of that. Uh, and then they had some 762 by 39 for the cheapest you can get in Canada. So I got some. There's the opened tin right there. This is the <laughs> Chinese stuff. And uh, look at that wrapping on there. Ooh. Some Japanese actually, grandma like wrapped it and tied a little bow on there and everything. Nice. Yeah. Fancy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just for me to buy it for pennies on the dollar and <laughs> you know, that blast string it is, nothing. It's surplus ammo. And when you put that string across that uh that little pack it, it just got, it's got to make you feel a little bit better about it it's craftsmanship <laughs> right here yeah it's, it's more personal then you know this doesn't like a lot of this stuff when uh uh when i get it it kind of has like a, a chemically smell this doesn't it doesn't have that chemically smell that i normally get with, uh, with a lot of tins of this stuff uh, does it have China, a Chinese data tag? Yes, it did. And I already had my wife decode it. Uh, <laughs> decode it. So, uh, I have other, I have Chinese readers in my house. I've, uh, you know, I, I might be illiterate, but, uh, I can squint at it and I can use Google translate, which I had to use on my vehicle for all sorts of stuff. <laughs> so I've, I've had the same minivan for like 13 years. It owes me nothing. I paid $7,000 for that thing 13 years ago. I sold it for $2,000 today. <laughs> yeah. Van yeah that's that's... Rusty, rusty as heck. Couldn't be safety unless you like did some work to it. And I sold that thing for two grand. Yeah. And you and almost there... had, you almost started a bidding war on that. There was so many people who wanted to buy <laughs> that thing. The used, used car market's crazy right now. It's absolutely yeah. nuts. Uh, I imported a, a vehicle from Japan, a Toyota Vanguard. It's kind of like a, a RAV4, but like fancy dancy. And uh, I've had I've been using the Google Translate on my phone for a lot of things on it because the deck <laughs> is all in Japanese and uh, it's kind of got to like work around it. Can't change language on it. It's only only comes in Japanese. <laughs> Talks to you and that kind of thing. But it was a hell of a deal, uh, especially considering used prices right now. So. I will deal with all of that and the right hand drive. Of course you got to deal yeah. with as well because it's uh, the steering wheels on the wrong side, but uh, yeah, it's gotta be fun. interesting. Uh, the only, so like the driving part, it's fine. You just think about it a little bit. Yeah. This is where I need to be. And yeah, it feels a little bit weird, but not too bad. Uh, I, I drove um, in Mauritius on the left-hand side, right-hand drive, left-hand side. That felt 
like awful that like my <laughs> entire body was screaming at me not to drive on the left hand left hand side of the road yeah. but like the other another seat on the same side it was it's kind of fine uh mirrors are, are kind of hard because uh instead of glancing up here i got to glance up there so i haven't really been using my rear view mirror um signals signals on the right hand side instead of the left but i just got to think about it and after a week or so, I think it's it's just going to be second nature. So I don't think any of that's and like safety wise, not not an issue, not not an issue whatsoever. Left hand turns, right hand turns doesn't matter at all. So yeah, yeah uh, glad I did it. Took a shitload of time to get it in, but yeah, glad I did it. Did it because uh, saved a pile of money. Uh, I gotta buy more pal guns. So I, I I brought like more guns to this than I like. I brought more than one kit, but I want more uh because I want to have my these courses have twelve people. I want to have twelve guns that I can bring out to these mm. things. That people can uh, so that people when when we're doing pr- the practical part, they all got a gun in front of them. They can practice with it, move them over. They practice with a different gun. So uh i've been looking at some bolt actions i've been talking to some people on gun post about some crappy old enfields and if i get tired of negotiating for enfields i'm going to get another swedish mauser for the uh for the bolt and then for semi i don't know i might i might just get a like a semi-auto 22 like maybe a wildcat or something like that kelly's not on the show right now so she's not oh, here to... kelly's favorite gun yeah that's that's yeah. her favorite she yeah. told me to get one of those for the pal course she's like that's yeah. Well, does she tell accurate. she loves it when people show up to Maple Seed with Maple one Seeds. of those? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll be looking at uh, and that kind of thing, and then levers. Levers are so expensive, so that's the yeah. that's the other tricky thing. I can't. But I I did also get some snap caps and stuff to that like that today. Some more, and I got steel twenty two LR snap caps. So these will run through a lever and not get beat up. They might even beat up the action or beat up the, uh, <laughs> I don't think they'll beat up the chamber. They're not sharp enough, but uh, mm. I think they're going to take the damage. So I think that'll be fine. And like, there's no firing. The firing pin can't hit the thing on, on all the disabled guns I have. So I won't have to worry about like <laughs> steel on steel action there. Yeah. Uh, so I think that'll be fine. So maybe I'll get a lever 22. That'll save you know, some time, save some money. Yeah. And if I was up there, I'd have one to hand to you. Oh, <laughs> a cheap one. Yeah, I one that's going to be abused. Let's see. I bought it back 2011, 2012, 2011 for like mm-hmm. 150 bucks. Heck of a deal, but that was 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Tony saying print them. Nah, they get abused and they get they get ratched right up. I actually had some uh, some dummies that I made uh, that were like FMJ crimped to hell and they, they got beat up really. My buddy of mine told me that they'd get beat up and yet they get beat up. So you need to run snap caps, something that's like a steel monolithic because uh, they just get used too much. Every student, mm-hmm. as soon as they get to the gun, they're loading and unloading those two rounds, right? So uh, two rounds, 12 students... Uh, oh, so let's say that they reload it twice on that gun, and let's say that they use each gun, I don't know, like a time and a half. That means that they're getting loaded and unloaded, I don't know, 30 to 50 times a day kind of a thing uh, with that same ammo. So, like, I, I have dummy ammo that I practice with for three gun and that kind of thing. I don't think I've ever used my shells more than, like, 50 times in a day. 
any single shell. Um, so I think you, uh, mm-hmm. you checked out, like, I think it's like a zoom or whatever. There's like those blue, I think they're aluminum snap caps. The 22s. It's, yeah. Yeah. I hit them though, uh, with the firing pin. Uh, oh, yeah. I was using those for, uh, my boys for dry fire on their, on the 22 handgun. And now they're all beat to shit, right? Oh, yeah. The firing pin, like the, yeah, they're aluminum and they get mashed right up. But yeah, I have some a zoom. Here's some oh, yeah. a zoom nine mil. Yep. I have some more coming in the mail, some 12 gauge and 20 gauge and I can't hear. Oh, I completely forgot. I got a Nanook 995, like the big monster one. Mm. Uh, Because again, a buddy of mine that, uh, well, Dave, he's uh, um, come on the show a couple of times. Uh, He fits five or six guns in his just just in curve. Yeah. Because there's like a a layer of foam. So you put like three guns on the bottom, layer of foam, three guns Uh, on the top, close it up. There's one kit, right? Okay, yeah. you have two, 10 students, 12 students run two kits. Done. So instead of having a million cases, you just have one or two cases on wheels. Right. You roll them in there and you're done. So <laughs> I will be, uh, I'll be doing that. I'll be doing that for the next one. Uh, but for it for me, how about you, Kyle? Oh, well, I got back to town early Sunday morning, and I guess right off the bat, I'd like to apologize to the listeners for my crappy audio last week. I had banked on having crappy internet at the hotel, so didn't bring a headset. And yeah, so I will not make that mistake again. I will just bring a headset, and if I have crappy internet, I have crappy internet. But if I have good internet, at least I'll have semi-half-decent sound. But... uh yeah, anyways, a uh, listener had actually reached out to me. Uh, I guess their range, I think it's in Manitoba. They're uh, coming up where the CFO wants them to build baffles. and Or they have to relocate. They were looking at the prices. It was so expensive. Um, but yeah, reached out to me, asking about my experience with Wapiti. So I sent them the drawings and designs I did for Wapiti. And they were going to present them to the board. And yeah, so I, I, cool. uh, yeah, it was, was uh, kind of tell them to ask Chaz too, because Chaz had to do some noise abatement and they're happy to share what they did. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm actually just waiting to hear back. I emailed them to follow up cause they were going to send, give the, uh, the draw, the designs to the board and see what they thought. Cause it was, it, it was not baffles. If you recall, it was basically just a box and a wall in front of the uh, shooting window. But uh, so a little cheaper option than than the baffles. So I'm kind of interested to see. And it was a unique opportunity to share an experience that I had in the past and help out another club. Uh, starting to ramp up my my dry fire because I'm like two, two and a half weeks away from Superstition Mountain. So, so yeah, starting to ramp up the dry fire. I... Uh, I want to hit the range. Well, I, I got to hit the range because I got to spend some time, some more time on long range uh, work on getting, getting down into position and on target. And I want to do some shots out to at least 500. So I will find some time to do that. Bring some, uh, bring some barriers so that you can practice uh, different height mm. uh, kneeling positions. Yeah. Because that makes such a big difference on uh, on those long range touch uh, stages. 
Yeah, what I might actually, it's a good point. And I, what I might actually end up doing is I'll just do some construction. I know we have pretty much all the materials to do it, but uh, to build a couple of VTECs, it was basically what I, I've been wanting to do anyways with our, with starting the three gun there was build a couple of VTECs. So I might end up just doing that. Uh, Russ may comment, no sky. I think that's, that's the issue. Yeah, basically eliminate the possibility of around leaving the range so that's how we had built the wall before was we actually took into account the ground too so you couldn't see ground or sky from the shooting bench and i think if they're asking them to put baffles in that's probably yeah no sky is what they're having to do oh i completely misunderstood sorry yeah, no. I, I thought it was a sound thing not a oh, no uh, around thing yeah i'm pretty sure like it's a round thing got it sorry no yeah strike my comments from the record <laughs> uh but also just in my daily drive around for work i'm just mental trying to mentally prepare for superstition as well you know try and run through my mind on what a smooth stage feels like and also mental setup trying to do what i can when i can and i think the mental side is definitely key trying i the stages aren't aren't out yet but still get into that uh, competition mindset to uh, smoothly but push it through through a stage and already get into that mindset uh but uh but yeah i got back and went visited with a couple friends from our shooting club and they were just up in roswell and Luz over the weekend and i guess talking with other clubs I don't know if you recall last week I was kind of talking about what we were what we were discussing with USPSA and basically doing the bare minimum and looking for uh basically options outside of USPSA because yeah. Well it turns out that Roswell, Laloose, these clubs they're they've had that discussion too and they're they're doing it. So So what are you guys moving to? Uh, either just use USPSA rules, but not sending them money for a, by running a classifier every match. So basically running, uh, one person said just to minimize the money you're sending to USPSA running two matches with two classifiers each, and then you've met your minimum. And I guess that's like, it's $5 a shooter for a classifier, but if you run a second one in a match, it's like a dollar a shooter. Mm-hmm. But if you run an all-classifier, it's $5 a shooter for every classifier you run in that match. So it was just encouraging to hear that there are other clubs that are saying, yeah, screw this, we're we're not happy. <laughs> so I know their uh, weekend of Superstition, there's a club up by Albuquerque that's going to be running their first PCSL match. So there'll be a good number of us at Superstition, so I won't make that one. But so, but PCSL is making its way into New Mexico, which is cool to see. I know I've been kind of wanting to do that. And I have reached out to Max Leograndis, the guy who basically started PCSL, to come on the show. But they're in the middle of revamping the rules. Like they're putting in multi-gun rules, putting more single gun and two-gun rules in there. So like they're they're completely 
adapting their their rule book for more more encompassing so he didn't want to come on until that was out so he's thinking probably june we'll have him on to and we'll have a whole huge update from pcsl at that time because they'll have just have the fresh new rule book out and uh yeah but it is interesting if you want go check out pcsl's website you you could run their stuff as is i mean you don't need the affiliation but coming up we will have max on to go go more into depth on that uh richard's asking will you be canadian about it and run five round megs absolutely not i will be running probably about 42 43 rounds in my (laughs) rifle mag to start and then i'll have probably 32 33 in my backup mag so yeah no absolutely not my mags are chalked full downloaded one or two rounds uh tony that's too bad i thought uspsa is cooler than ipsic yes and no uh ipsic treats itself as a prior there's so many things going on there like they're actually in court for misappropriation of funds i guess and it's just i mean anytime you get an organization it's tough to have an organ you would think it'd be easy but i guess once it builds to a certain level it i don't know i don't know how to put it because i i don't see a reason for it but uh i'm not involved but could i get so could i guess uh corruption once you get once you're dealing with a certain amount of money like corruption and or incompetence sets in yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely i I would say like absolutely i mean i've I've mentioned a number of times with the classifiers we're not a we are not an isolated incident on this Mm -hmm. um now we do have a new section coordinator for new mexico and guys were talking and they're trying to supposedly sort things out but unless like hq actually does something yeah, but uh, no, incompetence seems to be incompetence and then just not caring about your membership. Like If you look at some of the section coordinators, uh, like it, it, it's bad. Like if you really start digging into it, I'm sure Ben Stoger's got a whole pile on oh, it. Oh, yeah, he's got a couple, yeah. And just, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. I would actually, I would take Ipsit Canada over USPSA right now because... Yeah, it, it's it's bad. Yeah, most of the people in Ipsic Canada that I've met have been really good people. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's always. And been then like when that, you're class, uh, mm-hmm. I stand to be corrected, but when you do your classifiers, like biggest thing is like most of the like when you're in Alberta, you don't really have level one matches. Everything's a level two or higher, so your match performance gets taken as your classification. We're all running level one matches, so we the only time we get classified is if we run a classifier stage. We don't get classified based on our match performance on a level one match. So that comes into it. But I believe Alberta, and I stand to be corrected, I, I, it, it seems like Ipsic in Canada is your province and kind of take care of your province. And then... If you go to another province, because if you go to another province, you have to prove your your membership in your province to go shoot. Like if I, I remember going to shoot BC or something, you I had or whatever, I had to prove my Alberta membership and vice versa. When people were coming to shoot provincials or whatever, they had to pr- prove their their province's membership in order to to shoot that match. 
which that's what me, leads me to believe that the, the provinces manage the provinces. This USPSA, everything goes to HQ and eventually they'll get around to you. So, um, yeah, Richard, they care more about money and perceived power th than why they're actually there for the members and for the sport. Absolutely, 100%. And I mean, uh, some, sometimes with centralization, you get economies of scale, and sometimes with centralization, you get stagnation. Yeah. And I think what, you, what you're talking about is stagnation rather than those economies of scale because you don't actually need the scale. You need, you need a good rule book, but you don't yeah. need a big organization to get a good no. rule book. Well, USPSA is funny because their their rule book. There are some significant rules. Like they're supposed to be like the IPSC arm of the U.S., but their rules. It, it is funny. Their rules are and some key rules like mag capacity and what guns and holsters are allowed in stuff like production and whatnot is so different from IPSC that anytime like you're you go to world shoot you have to adjust the IPSC rules because USPSA is, is that different? It's the same, but that different. So it, it it's a weird situation. Uh, Tony was saying he still can't shoot his PCC at IPSC. I don't think my mind would be changing for IPSC, <laughs> you know, and you make up a good point. Cause I've just gotten to the point where I don't care about USPSA. I just got to go out and shoot. I will keep my membership and the sole reason I will keep my membership is if I decide to go shoot something like sectionals, like this year, I probably will go shoot sectionals cause I'm designing stage for it and, uh, multi-gun nationals. So basically the same thing as if, if you're a level two or higher, you need to have your membership. So that's the only reason why I'm going to keep my USPSA membership is cause there's those biggest thing is the multi-gun nationals, but and, and support Adam Maxwell in what he's trying to do on the multi-gun side of USPSA and turn that whole program around. And then New Mexico uh, sectionals. Well, like I said, if I'm designing a stage and our club's going to collectively design two more stages, yeah, and they've asked us to go work it. So I will be there. So I'll keep my membership in for that. But other than that, yeah, I don't really care about USPSA. I, I really don't. I just care about going out and shooting. And you know what? Screw my classification i i don't care i will show up and shoot and you know yeah you know that you're a grandmaster in all of our hearts <laughs> I, maybe b I, I wouldn't go as far as grandmaster <laughs> <laughs> solid b <laughs> yeah even that's pushing it maybe uh richard i was at ipsic ontario i was the Ipsic Ontario match director in AGM last weekend. The PCC training course is under active review for the black badge to be released spring. There will be a black badge for PCC only. If you have a PCC black badge, you can't shoot pistol, but if you have a pistol black badge, you can shoot PCC. Awesome. Yeah. Makes sense. yeah. It, it, it yeah. sounds like they're just, uh, um, they're, they're, they're moving on it, which, which is good. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on from the USPSA stuff. And I was hoping Tony or, or uh, not Tony, <laughs> uh, Mo was going to be on. Cause I, I'm actually curious type 81 trigger pack. I know that's kind of like we have AK at home, but does the, the I'm curious on that trigger pack. If it shares the, the trigger pack of 
the AK? Because I believe the bolt is basically from an SKS, correct? No. No? Oh, okay. I'm just no. completely wrong there. No, a lot of people like assume like a lot of people say that the Type 81 is like a, an AK and an SKS had a baby, but um, or sorry, like a, like the Chinese took took a, the AK and made it into an SKS. But if you actually look at like the operating mechanisms and that kind of thing of it, not really. Oh, okay. I'm just oh, curious because uh, Timney dropped a uh, an AK drop in trigger, so I was kind of hoping it would work in the Type 81. Hmm. Not that I own one, but it'd be something cool for the Canadian market, a new upgrade uh, upgrade for the Type 81. But. Yeah, because the trigger that they comes with is not it's not bad, but it's not the best. Yeah. But okay, that was just a point of curiosity. Other than that, that is that's it for me and what I did in guns. <laughs> cool. All right, let's move on to events. Uh, okay, we talked about that one. Uh, Edmonton Gun Shows this weekend. I'll be there. Come say hi. Uh, March 9th, Sherwood Park. It's going to be a three-gun match. It's going to be awesome. And all 22 just released a bunch of dates on practice score. So if you want to... Oh, and that's in Canada, too. Yeah, that's that's NRL 22 yeah. Canada. They I Somebody added me on Facebook, and all of a sudden I got started seeing all these posts for NL, NRL 22 matches mm-hmm. and, and that. So. Yeah, we got those. They're happening. Uh, next on to the news. Did we talk about this one? No, I don't think we did. Did we? At least all new. Uh, well, that that first one I thought was on the list last week. I don't recall if we talked about it or not. Or no, I. There's a huge like uh, gun bust in Ontario. Yeah, two hundred seventy nine weapons. Uh, no, we would no, covered that last. No, twenty second. Wait. Uh no, we didn't cover that. No, because that's uh that's the day after, after the show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they made a big gun bust in Ontario. Uh 279 charges, 274 illegal firearms, 168 confiscated in the US, 106 in Ontario. Big old smuggling operation, which is how most of the guns get here. Yeah. Most of the illegal guns. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Uh, speaking of very illegal guns, there's this uh, shooting that happened in White Rock, BC, uh, left a few people injured, and uh, it was with a fully automatic rifle. So I don't know if you want to watch the video or not, but uh, if you do, there's a, there's a video out there that kind of shows what happened. And uh, yeah, they basically this attack was done with full auto rifles. Not sure what kind, but uh, they shot a lot of sparks. I wonder how they got a hold of those. Geez, that looks like a short barrel. Yeah. We are. Look how short oh, that is yeah. on that guy there. Well, never mind all the muzzle That's flash. Tight. Yeah. <laughs> well, with a short barreled rifle. You're but that get is that. not getting a full burn. <laughs> Left four people injured, so oh, they man. did not die. Well, that's uh, good. Yet. Yeah, but four four victims suffering serious injuries is is what it says here. Jeez, and that was in BC. Gangsters doing gangster stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> I've met this per- person, uh, but <laughs> there was a guy who was arrested in Edmonton for uh, manufacturing three D printed firearms. Roy Tucker. Yeah, he had a couple smuggled ones as well. 
just all sorts of things. If you're yeah. gonna break the law, break like one. Don't break like all of them. They're eventually gonna find you on one of them. Yeah, smuggling guns, selling them to gangsters, printing them. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you got nailed by yeah. uh, with everything. There was an interesting. There was an interesting thing in that um, write up. They made the point of mentioning the firearm blueprints. Yeah, um, like that. That because. Right behind me here, you can't see it because the reflection, but I've had that for a long time, and it's the engineering specs for a three-hole AR lower. Well, that would be verboten here in Canada, I believe. Now, I, was, I, I was bought it. Talking I to some bu- of the guys on Discord, I bought it in Canada. Like having the print uh-huh. for that can't be illegal. I understand, like the STI files and that on the computer. Yes. Well, I d- yes. I understand that it's illegal. illegal. I don't agree with it, but mm-hmm. because information should not be illegal. The guys that on uh, the Discord were saying that the STLs aren't illegal. The G code is. And for you, uh, layman's uh, terms, uh, the STL is the 3D model. It's the 3D model. You could load it up and start editing it in a, a 3D uh, program whereas the G code is like instructions to the printer. Yeah. They're like go here, every here. every step, yeah, one every step X, step. one step Y, one step Z. Yeah, which that alone, okay, the G code for that. How do you determine what that G code is for without actually printing it? Because all you're looking at is <sighs> G code. I, I'm sure there's a program that can take the G code and render what it's actually yep. building, but. So the key is to name your G code something innocuous, well, Grandma, yeah. <laughs> Grandma's flower vase or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Not an yeah. AR lore, Grandma's flower vase. <laughs> yeah, see, I was led to believe that it was the STL STL files, which would it would track because, well, it, would, it wouldn't surprise me if it's ambiguous in the legislation and they're just waiting to charge someone for it. Well, a reason why I say it tracks is because they banned this chunk of aluminum. Yeah, but 0% lowers got banned in Canada. So, like, no, 0% is literally a block of aluminum. Yeah. This is like the 80s. That's what I'm saying. The 80s, which is what I'm holding because I'm in the US Mm -hmm. for clarification. That's why I was saying the STI file, STL files being illegal would track because they they banned this paperweight. Mm-hmm. STI files are for Subarus. We don't. We don't yeah. Need <laughs> yeah, we don't need those. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I'm not sure if it's the STL or the G code. It would surprise me if the legislation was even that smart. I I would I would bet that it's like computer code to 3d print i bet you that's what they have in there yeah which has not been tested in court and i bet that the first person to get charged is they'll they'll, they'll try to make it apply to both yeah well thing is you gotta get charged just for that this this case here it's it's not going to be proven because he's got the manufactured pieces he's got uh high cap mm-hmm. mags he's got the prohibited firearms so I don't think it's going to get tested in this one. You got to get charged for just having that STL file. Yeah, and uh, well, I don't know. Like he could, he could try to. You know, it'll probably happen. His defense lawyer will um, 
drop that that little like the file bit for this. They'll they'll negotiate. They'll do some horse trading, right? So who knows if it'll if it'll even get tested here. Oh, Richard's saying we just got nuked on Facebook. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> and I just uh, looked and yeah, we got we zero s- watching on Facebook. <laughs> we said a bad word. <laughs> Can't say the three, then the letter that comes after C and the G-U-N-S. Yeah. <laughs> things that rhyme with fun. Yeah. Fun, fun stuff. We're just talking about it being illegal. We're not even talking. Yeah. Yeah. We went too deep. The overlords, the Zuck, was displeased. He was actually watching tonight. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Neat. I think that's the first time we've had a a video stream nuked on Facebook. Yeah. We'll have to to check later to see if we got a strike. Let's go into another uh, bit of news and see if we can uh, get YouTube nuked. Uh, this next one here, more Canadian than hockey, Canadian gun licenses hit record high. Do you want to talk about this one, Kyle? Yeah. So I was checking like, uh, it's basically a site that's just pulling news from the States and they had this one in and basically in 2023, uh, there were 87,000, almost 88,000 pals issued. So say basically it's the largest annual advance since at least 2003 so that's very good news yeah but and uh they say more canadian adults have a firearms license than play hockey yep you know what i think i'm the first person that made that comparison yeah i made that comparison in an article from about seven or something like that years ago and i was trying to figure out which um oh facebook is still had... on but the comments were disabled mm. weird okay mm. um yeah i think i made that i think i was the first person to make that comparison because I was, I was looking at different activities like different sports uh and i looked at golf and i looked at hot i tried to find the one that had uh like for sure how many people like participate in this hobby and uh yeah i, I had that on an article from oh way back in the day Anywho, yeah, it was just a bit of uh, good news amongst everything else that, hey, our numbers are, are growing. We're bumping those numbers up. Yeah, the the downside is that, um, and I, I, I crunched the numbers on this part, um, for our population growth, the ratio is going down. The ratio of gun owners to non-gun owners is going down. And that's just because our population is growing very quickly, right? You would need to be breaking records every year and not only breaking records, but you would need to be growing the number of gun owners by, uh, well, this year, 4%, but uh, other years, like 2 two to 3%, like very high numbers, not just like increasing a little bit, but increasing mm-hmm. a lot yeah. every single year. I'm trying. I'm doing my yeah. part. Yeah, you're doing <laughs> your part. So <laughs> Directly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyways, uh, next one here. Saskatchewan joins uh, Alberta as interviewers on the CCFR appeal. Yeah, fantastic yeah. news. And that's uh, that's another thing that they need to do. Yeah. Let's get into new gun stuff. Uh, new gun stuff is brought to you by Bullseye North. Near new boomstick. Bullseye North is Canada's shooting superstore and a proud supporter of the CCFR. 
with a wide selection of guns and top training gear for any shooter. They have free shipping over $250. Some exclusions apply. And they have $17 flat rate shipping for orders that are below $250. Let's get to some gun stuff. What do they got? Oh, those are the prices even good on those. Yeah. What? How did you pronounce those again? Gen X. These, these primers? Gen X, right? Gen X. Yeah. I, That's how I, I, I pronounce it. Right. I think you're right. So I've been pr- pronouncing these like Gynex, but Gen X. Yeah, that sounds way better. Maybe that's what it is. Anyways, small pistol primers. Bullseye North has them. Uh, $92.99 per thousand for small pistols. So yeah. if you're reloading for nine mil or whatever, I run this stuff. They're fine. And they, they, say, they crunch a little bit hard, but uh, who cares? says they have 147 available. So, 147,000. Yes. Yeah. 147 packs of a thousand, I guess. A thousand, yeah. Or, yeah, they got a bunch. Yeah. They got a whole bunch. You wouldn't want to drop that crate, that pallet. No. No. Uh, I think I opened some of these, and I think I didn't open some of these. Uh, next one we got here is the Christensen Arms Modern Precision Rimfire. Ooh. It's a 6.2-pound bolt-action rimfire, 1249 MSRP, Sub MOA guaranteed at 50 yards, which would put it at uh, less than half an inch consistently. And that's uh, a nice looking rifle. It does look pretty sharp. Yep. It's got an, uh, an AR grip on it. It's got uh looks like a folding adjustable stock kick out. Those look like BX mags, don't they? I wonder if those are Ruger BX mags. Yeah, I, I can vaguely make out Ruger on there. That looks hmm. like a Ruger BX mag. Carbon fiber forend, carbon fiber wrapped barrel. All the goodies. Twelve forty nine. Sub MOA guarantee. I think that's the first time I've seen a sub MOA guarantee on a rimfire. Hmm. It's diff- It's actually very difficult to do. Um, yeah. If there's a thread on CGN where people. Um, in the rimfire uh, section where if you believe you have a half inch uh, capable gun at 50 yards, uh, put five groups of five on one piece of paper that are under half an inch. Mm. It's actually pretty hard to do. <laughs> I can imagine. So, yeah, <laughs> you let one flyer go or, uh, or your gun, you know, sometimes it, it, it just lets them go sometimes a little bit off. Yeah. And uh, there are very few semi-automatics on there. Very few. There's a lot of CZs on there. Uh, a lot of custom guns. And uh, seeing as this is guaranteed, maybe maybe this one would show up on there. Anyway, it's pretty cool. SFRC has the... Uh, oh, no. Uh, they oh, don't I, anymore. I, yeah, beginning of this show they had them, but I guess not now. They went quick. They had so the let's Lockhart. see if I can refresh the page here. They had the Lockhart Raven 223 Gold. They had two of them. They don't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> They're gone. It, it was eighteen hundred bucks. It didn't seem too bad, but then again, I haven't seen anybody put out a. Uh, does anyone actually put like a few thousand rounds through one and and put out a review on it? Not a few thousand. No. I know some people who've put. Uh, well, Taylor has probably for his nine millimeter, but not the two two three version. I don't believe the two two three version's got a lot of uh, play on it. And he was saying also for the two two three version to build your own like 
get right. the upper and lower kit and then just, you know, slap your AR stuff on there. Right. Curious, very curious. Uh, another thing I'm curious about is uh, Calgary Shooting Center. They have some new cool Thames, Tandem Cross stuff online. Go fast parts for your 1022, that kind of thing. Uh, they have mag releases. They have some bits and bobs for the Manticore X. Uh, they have a trigger assembly that's $390. Hmm. More mag releases, more 1022 lowers, guide rod for Ruger Mark series, Steam Demon Compensator for 22LR. What is this? Huh. Something weird. Some stuff for Ruger Mark Force. Oh man, they got a bunch of pages for this. I wonder if they have some. Uh, I think Tandem Cross makes some stuff for the uh, 1911-22, the, the GSG. I'm curious if oh. they got that one. Three pouch rotary mag holder for Ruger 1022. Gonna be so a hundred nine dollars cat at the <laughs> at the edmonton gun show i'm gonna be selling 3d printed 1022 mag holders they're not a hundred nine dollars <laughs> or my kid is rather holy crap i'm gonna screenshot that and send it to my kid he's gonna wow. want to charge more yeah uh, accelerator pedals fiber optic sights chassis for the rear pc carbine all oh, those are cool oh yeah buddy mine's got those Panel grips, grips, Kraken, bolt stop, spring guide for the Smith & Wesson 22 Victory. I don't even know how many of those we have in Canada. Can't imagine we have very many. They were pretty new when they, when the handgun band came in. Mm. Disconnector, mm-hmm. Eagle Eye for the Williams Firesight. A six-pouch router yeah. mag holder. Huh. And it's like $24 more. Well, that's the, for that's double the, the want. Yeah, for double the mag pouches. Or you go to the gun show and you get one off of uh, off. You're going to have to put your uh, printer in overdrive over the next couple days. Well, the, so we've we've made an agreement, me and my son. If we sell like all of our stuff, we're taking all that money and we're reinvesting into a Bamboo Labs uh, printer just so we can oh. get something a lot faster, right? Right. Uh oh, cool! A bolt tube sleeve for the Keltec Sub Two Thousand. Those are nice. Keeps your beard from getting uh, mm. yanked out by that charging handle. <laughs> Browning Buckmark Ruger Ten Twenty Two Ruger PC Carbine. Oh, they have a trigger for that. Wait, 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 wait. Where was that? Victory trigger for Ruger PC Carbine. Cool. It's like a flat face trigger. Yeah. Doesn't look like it comes with a sear or anything like that, though. So you're not going to get reduced trigger pull with it. Yeah, it's just a, the shoe itself. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. Ooh, a charging ring for the Smith & Wesson 22 Victory. That looks pretty cool. Do I don't have one. Bolt release plate. Well, that's really cheap, too. A $16 bolt release plate. Ruger 10-22 game compensator. Ah, no 1911-22 stuff. Oh, well. Uh, next up. Uh, Rangeview said they have some stuff for, from Anarchy Outdoors Canada. I'm like, I have no idea what those people are. And then I looked it up and uh, it's some neat stuff. So it looks like they, they make some uh, uh, custom parts for like PRS shooting. So they've got like a, a threaded bolt handle upgrade for the Savage Axis. It, look, it, it 
allows you to change your bolt knobs on the Savage Axis. They've got Ruger Precision Rimfire Bolt Shroud Replacements, CZ455 Tactical Swept Bolt Handles. So if you wanted to upgrade your, um, <clears throat> most of this is like 22 PRS uh, kind of rifle stuff, They've got it. They've got some uh, bases with bubble levels in them. So Ooh. if you want like a, a 30 MOA base for your Tika T1X with a bubble level, they've got that. They're not cheap, but nothing mm, in yeah. PRS. PRS is even more like light my money on fire than three gun, which is like hard to do because you got three guns to feed. Yeah. Keep care of. And one of them's not an AR. <laughs> Tika bolt stop, Tika T3 bolt handle upgrade. Yeah, this stuff's dope. This stuff nice. all looks custom. It looks like it's like designed to fit up, like to solve a problem with that particular firearm or, or to enhance that particular firearm. So I'm liking it. Yep. Very cool. Uh, I thought I had that other one open. Maybe I don't. I have this one open. Uh, SRS Tactical has the Holosun digital reflex night sight at least they did now they're sold out i want to show it on screen because it's dope looking it it's a night vision reflex yeah like a dot but with night vision that is cool that is kind of bulky it's kind of spacey looking but uh man if you for for is for night vision though it's not bulky not at all yeah and I guess like you could use this to shoot the coyotes that are yeah. like, presuming you're in an area where that's okay. You could use this to agriculture coyotes. or livestock agriculture. control, livestock, uh, protection. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like $1,400 for night vision. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. Especially that's That's like built in with the, uh, dot and that kind of thing with reflex. Pretty yeah. Good. Yeah. Pretty good. Inner surplus has, uh, a bunch of real wacky ammo. So they, they bring in stuff that's like European for the, uh, you know, European rifles we have here. But there's stuff in here that I've never seen before. 9.3 by 72 R. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know. What is that? 193 grain bullet. Okay. Big stanky bullet with that thing there. It's a hundred bucks for 20 rounds. I'm super. I've never heard of that. I heard of like 9.3 by 57. That's your 7 by 57 Mauser that's just necked up. I've heard of 9.3 by 60. Is it 62 or 63? That's like kind of like 30 out six length necked up, like real stanky. 9.3 by 72. Oh, that, that has got some heat, like heat on it. And then 8 by 64 S. What's the S for? I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm just like yeah screaming at the clouds at this point yeah uh, they got some 44 mag for pretty reasonable 65 by 55 swedish for 40 bucks for 20 rounds pretty decent uh, a couple of other 30 30 emil mauser 65 65 boy 52 as well if you wanted to get some carcano action in there and then 22 hornet yeah a 22 hornet I, I, like I, I think you were saying earlier like when's the last time you've seen 22 hornet Pfft. yeah it's been forever I mean, since I've seen it's, it. It's 30 bucks for for 20 rounds, but... Where else are you going <laughs> to find that stuff? Yeah. Like They do have the uh, SMB 9mm 124 for 21 bucks a box of 50. 
Like I don't that, know how that, to do pricing in boxes of 50. All I know is by 1000 Well, I remember like buying like Blazer a few years ago for like $22 for a box of 50. Mm-hmm. So okay. tw- so 20 bucks for SMB for a box of 50 is pretty decent. Yep. Bunch of 30 out six in there. 30, 30, 30, 40 Kragos sold out. 300 win mag. <laughs> 303 British. Okay, so they got 303 British for 40 bucks for 20, and that's cheaper than a lot of the stuff I've seen recently. Yeah. Like much cheaper. FMJ by PPU. Yep. Yeah, that's a pretty decent price. More 303, more 303. Oh, they got a whole bunch of stuff. 44, 4, 4, they had 44. They some six and a half oh. by 55 Swede. That's what you, yeah. you got a rifle for that, right? I'm reloading for that now, man. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm beyond. <laughs> I'm beyond this pleb stuff of buying it. Although $34 <laughs> for a box of Carcano, not bad. 130-39 grain stuff, 65 by 52R. What the fuck is 52R? What is this? I, I don't what know. What is that? I don't know what the S or the R is. by 52R? That is not a real thing. These guys are on crack. They're just making stuff up now. <laughs> What? That's a real thing? Huh. Minimal differences. It's 2535. It's 2535. Okay. It's 2535. I wonder if that's what this other stuff is. Is like the metric equivalent of some weird cowboy action round. Oh, okay. 7.62 by 53 Argentine. Okay, I've heard of that one before. That's not made up. Kurtz, they have 7.92 by 33 Kurtz all sold out. Anyways, long story. I'm not I'm gonna stop now before I like <laughs> they got a lot of weird, battle. random, obscure ammo. <laughs> eight mil Mauser. Seven R. Okay, that makes sense. Eight by sixty-four. That is not a thing. What are you talking about? It's space ammo. That's the S, right? Space. The S P C E. What? 8x64S. Brenneke. S means it's intended for 8.2 millimeter groove diameter bullets. What the fuck are you even talking about? <laughs> Customary. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Anyways. There's a You got some hole. weird European stuff. Inner surplus has probably got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop now uh, and move on. Uh, to our main topic, I like. Do you want to do our main topic today, or you want to skip it and do it when Mo's here? Uh, you know, Mo sounded excited for it, so why don't let's, we wait? Let's for wait Mo. for Mo. Let's wait for yeah. Mo. Let's let's skip our main topic yeah. today. We're gonna talk about Ipsic stuff, but Mo Mo's probably got some gear that we've never even heard. Yeah, of. never even thought of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't shoot a lot of Ipsic, so I don't shoot any any Ipsic. All three gun. Uh, emails are these up to date? Yes. Do you want to take this first one? Sure. Uh, I, we just got the one, and it's the one we missed uh, last week. But uh, hi, long-time listener and certainly not a first-time emailer. After a good year and half and a half away from the range, I finally begun dusting off my kit and supplies and got my butt back to the firing line for an Ipsic match here in Halifax. I've even begun again to listen to the podcast. This is not what I'm writing about. One of the things I've dug out of my pile of crap is my 3D printed sight picture training aid, SPTA. 
It's a simple little device for demonstrating to new and not so new shooters what a proper sight picture should look like. Yes, proper and improper sight picture examples are available for on paper, but I find this is useful to demonstrate the importance of holding the front rear sight alignment as the sights wander around the target, as opposed to trying to snap a shot off at the moment, at the brief moment when you momentarily have a perfect sight picture. I built this little aid to be two inches by two inches, but it can of course be printed at any scale or size. Three colors make it easy to tell the sight picture elements apart. Anyway, I wanted to send this up to you folks in case you might find it interesting or even useful. I can print and mail a set or a couple of sets if you like, or I can of course send the STL files if any of you want to print your own. This is not a commercial product and I have no interest in marketing it in any way. I'd be happy if it might just be of use to new shooters and their trainers. Cheers. Fusular. And I will be printing those. I was actually looking yeah. through some of his other designs to see what he's got going. A couple of interesting things in there. Yeah. Um, it's, once you ahead. have a 3D printer and once you know how to model, it's a superpower. You can do also like, so Japanese license plates are like the whole spacing is different than uh, North American. And I asked my buddy about it and he's like, I just put one screw in there. I'm like, oh, there's got to be a better way though. And so I found some stuff on Amazon. I'm like, wait a minute. This is just a piece of plastic. I bet you someone's modeled this out already. Yep, someone modeled it out. Oh, my little like hood pull. So yeah, I printed that. Worked great. Um, my uh, hood pull for my van was broken off, and I'm trying to sell it, and I don't want to like look like a total red- redneck, like grabbing onto this little cable and like pulling it so my hood opens. So I printed <laughs> a little hood pull. It like attaches to the cable and it like sits there, and it looks like kind of looks like it's supposed to be there. Like you can do, you can fix all these like crappy little things that are broken uh, in your life, except relationships. Just watching it's fusilier, fusilier, yeah. So your version was okay too, though. Give it the old college try. Uh, Do you want to hit the uh, YouTube comments? I can do that. Yeah. So uh, all of these are from episode from last week's episode. 544. We have short stroke armory. I think I know, you know, I think I found an issue with using gen images for thumbnails. LOL. <laughs> I mean, maybe we pushed it a little bit too much for the last couple episodes. Maybe tonight we'll, we'll use a, something a little bit more tame. We'll see what, we'll see what Although, wants to do. We got nuked from Facebook tonight. So maybe not. <laughs> that was just from saying verboten things. Yeah. Uh, next uh, comments are from Eddie. Says what? Kelly has no hat tonight. I think this is a first. And then, oh uh, my god! Just a second. I gotta share. Th- I gotta share something. Fusilier, take a look at this thing he made. This man is a genius. Look at this shit. It's a oh. collector for your uh, uh, for your laundry detergent. Food. Yeah, your laundry detergent. It holds a cup underneath so it doesn't drip down. Oh my god, I'm printing that right now. That's awesome. And yeah, just keep your cup under it and yeah. Mm -hmm. I have this bottle. I am doing this thing. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then says, Adriel, are you going to disable your Wrangler for your PAL courses? 
no, because oh. I would need a double action revolver also mm. for my R for my R pal courses. Right. Um, but if I can, if I if um, if I find someone who is going to instruct with me and they have a spare double action, then yes, I will disable mm. that Ruger Wrangler and I will disable probably one of them toe grabs because who cares? Yeah. Shit and then our last YouTube comment is also from Eddie. It says that Savage 10P SR looks interesting. An 18-inch barrel seems a bit short for 308 win. I believe that's a necro thread, as the original post was from March 2023, and I couldn't find any Savage 10 on Iron Guns website. As oh, for plating, they had them. Hmm? I was yeah. I was looking at them while we were in the show. Okay. Um. As for plinking with a center fire, I would recommend a two two three. Cheaper ammo and less recoil. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all true. I, th- I think um like the three oh eight comes up when people want to shoot long range, like beyond five hundred, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. a- anywhere five hundred in two two three is gonna be a great, great choice. Yep. Yep. Uh Russ is asking, you watch any of the trial of Hannah G on Runkle? And uh, no, unfortunately I haven't caught any of those and we have to play catch up here at some point or just wait for the synopsis too busy doing vehicle stuff and pal course stuff as well <laughs> like it there's, a, there's quite a bit of paperwork that yeah. has to be done as part of that yeah i can imagine scaling up actually one of the future topics i'd like to do is like scaling up uh pal courses because i feel like um scaling I feel like up. a lot of so a lot of trainers, a lot of pal course trainers do like one or two a year mm. and that's it. And and it's mostly because they aren't able to scale up the, uh, the, the uh, demand and the delivery. Uh, so mm. I wanted to talk about those two things uh, on a future episode with uh, a buddy of mine does like a pile of these things as a, you know, lone gun kind of a thing. So right. I wanted to do, uh, I want to, I want to talk about scaling up. Uh, pal courses okay cool. yeah tony it is dave dave dave's running <laughs> courses uh every other weekend with 20 30 people uh and then he's also doing in some other areas as well so yeah that's that's who i'm thinking of and that's that's who i did the uh calgary pal course with as well uh pal and our pal actually just uh, a couple weeks ago and uh he definitely has some good tips for uh, for running these things at scale, which for for pal instructors might be interesting, and for other people might be interesting just for you know to just understand what's what's involved with it. <laughs> cool, thank you. All right, uh, Discord. I didn't see any. Um, well, there were actually there were some comments on Discord. If you want to engage with us, join Discord. Uh, find us over there. Uh, what people bought bought from our Cabela's link. Uh, we're gonna do a combo January and February at the next show. So I'll have those ready for that date. Uh, thank you to our supporters on Patreon and Player. And if you'd like to email the show, just send us an email at slamfireradio at gmail.com. Kyle, do you have any shouts? Uh, you know, I will shout out our uh, viewers slash listeners right now because we got dumped on Facebook, but it looks like they all moved over to YouTube to continue watching. So shout out to you guys for sticking in there. Fantastic. 
Uh, I got a shout out to Damien for yeah helping the with the uh, course that, uh, that we put on on Saturday. It was great, and uh, he's a big part of that. And to all the uh, students that came out there and crushed it, there was like a bunch of people who got like hundreds on it, and they're like, I don't know, I'm kind of nervous. Hundred, hundred. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know if you really should be nervous though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did pretty. That's great. that's the good nervous. That's when okay, no, you have you're you're intelligent. You have a head on your shoulders because. Yeah. And some of the questions are like, oh, I don't know if they, if they interpret it this way, it's this answer. And if they interpret it that way, it's this answer. I think when you're getting to that point, you've already got your 80%. Yeah. You're, you're looking a little deep into it at that point. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, it went, went really well. Uh, Yeah. Join our discord server. So if you're, if you're uh, looking to chat with uh, like-minded Canadian gunnies, uh, discord's kind of like a, kind of like a live chat kind of a thing. Uh, so that's over there. Uh, watch us on Facebook, YouTube, and Player. Join the CCFR, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Later. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.